Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The broadcast. The headline in the Charlotte Observer says this, I became a public enemy number one. Public enemy number one. I'm talking about the closest race Tuesday night. And again, I ask those of you outside the immediate city of Charlotte to bear with me as we begin our broadcast today. But I hope that you are listening very closely because this is something that is happening all around the country. We're watching the progressive movement pretty much take over our cities. It's happening in Charlotte. It's happening in Greenville, in Spartanburg. And I want you to be aware, this is just reality. Fortunately, we do have a good story to tell on this particular race for city council yesterday. It was the closest race, the closest race. The winner came out on top by fewer than 400 votes, which is one of the reasons why I remind you over and over again how important it is to show up. I was very purposeful about this yesterday, going out right after the broadcast to vote. It can be so easy. You know, this is just a minor election. No, it's not minor. The implications are far-reaching. The man we're going to talk to was first elected in 2017. Last night, he received 50.94% of the votes. His opponent, 4899 It's pretty amazing, but it's large enough to avoid a recount under state law. We celebrate this one victory because we don't have much else to celebrate. But we are also very thankful because, honestly, this is a very good guy. I'm referring to Charlotte Councilman uh, Tark Bakari, who joins us now on the broadcast. Welcome back, sir, and congratulations. You think I should get public enemy number one T-shirts made, Vince? What do you think? <laughs> hey, there's a great marketing idea for a fundraiser. Why not? <laughs> it's good to talk to you, buddy. Hey, great to talk with you as well. Um, how does it feel this morning? It feels uh, I I've never run like the Boston Marathon or anything like that, but I gotta imagine when you're like wrapped in those like wraps to keep your body warm and you're just on complete shutdown mode i i kind of feel like that i feel i feel strange it's, it's like a bittersweet feeling where 
we worked super hard. A lot of our volunteers, you know, did amazing work, and we squeaked out a really close victory. But, you know, I've worked for over a year putting this Republican slate of first-time candidates together, and I've grown to really know each of them and watch them blossom. And to watch them lose last night, you know, they, they took it in stride, and they worked at the team, and they learned a lot. But, you know, I've been here for 20 years. I lost my first my first race, I remember what that felt like, and I just I feel for them. So, you know, I, I really, really was hoping at least one or two of them would squeak through. But, you know, the silver lining is we have a bench now for the future, and, uh, and we march forward. Now, uh, you, of course, are making reference to the at-large races yesterday evening, and we've had plenty of conversations about that yesterday. In fact, uh, we had one of the candidates on this broadcast uh, to talk about the importance of getting out to vote. Kyle Lubke was on, and uh, he was the front-runner among the Republicans, but even his numbers just weren't enough to uh, push him into the top four tier there. Uh, and you know what? This is one of the things I just want to say this to you, Tark, because I appreciate all the hard work you've put in, as you've said, recruiting, but also encouraging these other candidates. Here we are on a day that you should be celebrating, which uh, I'm sure you are on some level, but you recognize this is a team effort. This is not all about you, which is one of the reasons why, I think so many people appreciate who you are. Uh, so the next question becomes, where do things go from here? Because this has got to be a very isolating feeling for you uh, as you're kind of like the last man standing. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there, there, there's a lot to unpack with that question, and there's a lot of, you know, post-mortem analysis that we've got to do to understand it. But, you know, on a personal level, I kind of look at, I look at, you know, the, the – the reason why I'm a team player the way I am and I understand the importance isn't just from my world and, and the startups and you know, understanding how, how companies work. It, it's also experiencing the last five years. And, you know, people were, were immediately last night asking me, well, well so what are you, you going to do? What are your top priorities? And I'm like, my top priorities are just, I guess, to try to do the same thing, tread water, that I've done for the last five years. And but my top priority was to bring a little more balance. Like, that was that was it. That was why I gave this everything I had. So I think where we go from here is from the council front, you know, it, I, I, I hope and pray that we don't have another term in the next two year and a half, like we did the last three years, where it's just crisis after crisis. Some are thrown at us, some are, are of our own creation, and we can get back to maybe some more basic kind of nonpartisan topics that municipal government has. But as it relates to election and strategy and, you know, having a little balance, I think there's something to be learned about how we ran this race. You know, we threw everything at it. We had legit candidates. We have done things that haven't been done for over a decade in this town. We now have the data to understand why. And I'm a firm believer that there is a blueprint in there um, for, for going forward in urban environments for conservatives. Um, to figure out, all right, it's not just like how do we recruit and how do we prepare for the next municipal election, but how do, how do people run for the General Assembly? How do people run for Senate, for President, for Congress, inside a city like this? Because it's not coming in here and, and waving you know, flags about Nancy Pelosi. People don't care about that here, and they're not going to resonate with it. You're absolutely right. It's got to be a connection, uh, especially on the local issues and helping people understand you identify with them. You're you're one of them. And, and that's ultimately that connection is what uh, 
brings about success on Election Day. And again, uh, Tark Bakari, we uh, offer our congratulations to you, and I'm sure we'll be talking with you many times uh, in the future, and we wish you the absolute best of luck. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on the broadcast this morning. Thank you. Tark Bakari, who, uh, again, I've you know just said to you, just is a stand-up guy. And one of the things I appreciate, again, recognizing this is not about him. There are implications far beyond just this one candidacy and one campaign and one office, for that matter. Coming up on the broadcast, a cautionary tale about a country to our north. That much more as we continue. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And we continue the broadcast here over on the text line. We start with this. Here's an idea. How about having these Republicans reach out and try to convince Democrats to vote for them instead of talking to the same shrinking audience of folks that agree with them? Well, I can tell you, I can speak with certainty. This is exactly what these guys have done for quite some time. It is just a challenging proposition, period. I know where they've gone. I know what they've done. They've done exactly what you've suggested. And a lot of people are simply hard to reach. Hard to reach. When you've got people who have been Democrats all of their lives, voted Democrat all of their lives, it's really quite a... It's quite a big ask to ask someone to vote differently than they voted their whole lives. 
This texter says they tried everything but reached out to voters that look like me as a black independent voter. I can only say that I'm sorry they did not reach you somehow. Jeff would like to know, how many non-voters do you think are going to get in the months ahead complaining about the way things are in Charlotte to the way they wish things would change even after you told them they should get out and vote? Jeff, you make a great point. If just the Republicans had shown up in overwhelming numbers, they could have blown this thing out. You're telling me you can't find, what, 15,000, 20,000 Republicans in this city who could have just shown up. You know, we haven't cared about city council races before, but you know what? We're going to go out and we're going to show out. And the tragedy is that uh, we didn't do that. This was a perfect opportunity. And this kind of opportunity probably won't happen again because it was such a, an unusual race having an off-year election in an off-year in an off-month. Very strange circumstance, but we move on. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110, the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line 71307. Before we get into the muck and mire, I want to tell you a positive story reported by Breitbart. It's about people who are aware, are aware of the nonsense that the globalists are attempting to carry out around the world. And in their own ways, they are resisting. Breitbart has a story about Dutch farmers blocking highways with manure and burning hay to protest the globalist climate agenda. This is not an America thing, folks. Globalist means just that, globalist. They want to do what they want to do here in America. They want to do all around the globe. So now we've got an escalation. The government is planning to shut down vast swaths of farmlands. Are you listening to me, folks? The government wants to shut down Vast swaths of farmlands and protests. Dutch farmers dumped manure on highways across the Netherlands. They did that this morning. Now authorities are left scrambling to try to clear dozens of road blockades consisting of manure, hay, tires, and other waste heaped on the roads by supporters of the Dutch farmer protest movement against the globalist government of Prime Minister Mark Rutte trying to impose draconian EU-based regulations on nitrogen. I want you to hear what's going to happen as a result of this. This is the most moronic, idiotic jackassery that you can possibly imagine. These EU-based regulations on nitrogen could bring about up to 30% of reduction in farms in the country. Now I ask you the question, who the hell is going to feed the people in that country? So you're going to have more people and fewer farms. 
in what universe does this make sense? And then 30 years from now, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Where are we going to get food from? <laughs> kind of reminds me, I need to bring back the audio of Bill Clinton talking about Haiti, a country I visited several times. And I remind you, before I go into more of this story, what happened there? The globalists determined the best thing that could be done. Well, you know, farming is really not what Haiti is good for. Let's try to develop some other things in Haiti. You guys, you know, just kind of step away from the farming thing. You know what ended up happening? This country that was exporting rice then had to import rice. It made no sense. Bill, Bill Clinton even apologized because he saw this was a mistake. Well, duh. And the best thing you can do is to keep your grubby fingers out of other countries' business. This is the problem with the EU. It's a one-size-fits-all system. And unfortunately, you've got these countries agreeing to these regulations. And what you're talking about is a recipe for suicide for their countries. This is absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Why in the world would you cut back your own farm supply? Concern about nitrogen. My goodness. Tensions high in the Netherlands. Police squared off with farmer protesters. One officer even going so far as to fire his gun at a teenager behind the wheel of a tractor. The shots missed, but the police force was heavily criticized for the disproportionate use of lethal force, you think? Condemning the latest round of actions from the farmers today, a Ministry of Agriculture spokesman said protesting is only allowed within the limits of the law. That is not this. This is also not the way to progress together. Adding the government would like to see the farmers come to the negotiating table to air their grievances with the climate goals. Do you hear what is being said here? We're going to do these climate goals. And you're going to negotiate with us on these climate goals. They didn't ask the people. They're mandating this. A public works spokesman added, it's very undesirable situation, you think? This could endanger motorists, not just burning bay, the hay bales, but everything on the road that drivers have to swerve for. Now they're going to make it look like these farmers are so, so dangerous. Next thing you know, they'll call the farmers terrorists. You know how these folks work. We'll talk more about this as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us.
Before the break, I was telling you about this protest in the Netherlands. Farmers throwing <laughs> throwing crap out of the road, literally, and other things, tires, to protest these anti-farm policies that are getting implemented. So why are they doing this? Well, the government, Mark Rutt's government, is wanting to implement radical plans to cut nitrogen emissions from livestock in half by the year 2030. The satisfied goals laid out in the European Union's Natura 2000 scheme. This mandates every member state remove industry or farming from areas deemed to be of ecological importance. Isn't this interesting? I mean, this raises all kinds of questions. Who determines something is ecologically important? Rutt's government has said that in order to achieve these goals, some farms will need to reduce their emissions by 95%. How the heck are they going to do that? 30% of the country's farmlands should be shut down outright despite the developing food crisis as a result of the war in Ukraine. So they've got an ongoing food crisis right now, and these people are so stupid. They are such radicals, driven by politics. They're willing to risk starving their own people. The Dutch government has cast the move as an unavoidable transition. The farmers arguing... They're getting treated unfairly, as other EU member states have not been nearly as aggressive in trying to implement the agenda of Brussels. We better pay attention to this, folks. This is a test run. In fact, one political commentator said her country was being used as a testing ground for the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. All these policies, she said, are out of those institutions. They're being implemented in our country first. We are the pilot country, together with Canada, for this agenda. By taking power over the food supply, governments will be able to have full control over people's lives if they can dictate what and when you can or cannot eat. And she warned wars have been started over less. Better speak up, folks. We cannot play around with this so-called progressive agenda. This is where it leads. We're seeing this already with our gasoline supply. And we have Mr. Magoo implementing these policies. The guy who probably doesn't even know where he is right now. While you suffer... While you pay exorbitant prices at the pump, and yes, I know prices are coming down, but there's no reason they ever should have gone up in the first place, certainly to the levels we experienced in recent weeks. Watch the Netherlands. It's a test run. And believe me, if they think they can get away with it here, they will do the same things. We have people who are so politically driven, they will sell you out. They will starve you in order to promote this globalist agenda. 
Make no mistake about it. It's the planet over people. It's their globalist ambitions over people. And I would dare say it's not even a genuine concern for the planet. This is a power grab. That's exactly what it is. On the text line, this text is raising the question, how far into the abyss does the city, this city of Charlotte, have to go before Democrat voters wake up? And other cities, for that matter. Vince, what caused the end of the last glacial period that opened North America and Europe was a world temperature increase of 20 degrees Fahrenheit in just 15 years, 10 to 15 years. No human did that. Exactly. (laughs) On the farming issue, as AOC said, why are we so worried about farmers when we can just go into a grocery and buy what we need? AOC. I don't even think she's that stupid. Word of the day. This person loved this one. Jackassery. Love it. (laughs) Vince, the Charlotte election was lost yesterday by apathetic Republicans who didn't vote and let the anti-cop Lawanda Mayfield get elected. After 64 years here, I plan to move to a red city and state and make it redder. As to the lazy Charlotte Republicans, they can reap what their laziness sowed as Charlotte devolves into something like Portland. Sad day for my hometown. About the farming issue, I'm sure Bill Gates will buy up the farmland in the Netherlands. He's buying up U.S. farmland. He will probably want to branch out. It should be obvious by now there's a goal of getting control of the world's food supply in order to weaponize it and manipulate the world's people into compliance with the woke agenda. You support us, you eat. If not, sorry. How do you defeat communism? Let it take over for a few years so the world can see how freaking dysfunctional it is. Then they all get voted out all around the world. This is one of the problems. You get voted in, but you're going to have to shoot your way out of it. I'm just being straightforward honest with you. Because you know as well as I do, elections go down the drain. Vince, when there's far less food, there will ultimately be less people. The powers to be all around the world are working toward decreasing the population. Too many people are harder to control. Another person chiming in, isn't the main goal of these globalist big shots to reduce the population by a significant amount? Don't mind me, though. I'm just a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. <laughs> right, Jeff. Vince, unfortunately, I think you were being too nice or a little too PC when you called this globalism thing jackassery. What it is is pure evil. Sure it is. Does it really matter what we call it? If we don't stop it, we will all have this globalist government, globalist system. With its foot on our necks. That's what's going to happen here. And all you have to do is watch the way the Democrats in this country behave. And you see the totalitarian instincts. We've seen it during the ongoing COVID crisis. How power has basically been usurped from the people. And they think they can do anything. Just declare an emergency, 
We can do whatever we want. Still to come on the broadcast, we will talk about some of the other economic news. We will get to that North Carolina city with the controversy going on with the black town manager. That and much more as we continue. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, this texture hits it on the head. I'm going to remember that quote. You can vote in communism, but you have to shoot your way out of it. Good one, Vince. I have to tell you, that's not original. Not at all original. <laughs> and I hope we never have to experience that here. I really do. Vince, Steve out of Indian Trail, apparently left-leaning Charlotte voters enjoy high crime and crappy schools. Meanwhile, Republican voters are cowards. Change my mind. Ouch. Lots of uh, hostility (laughs) coming from the text line today and concern about the future. And understandably so. Let us go out to a call from Ernest, I believe it is. Good morning and welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you. Are you there, Ernest? Yes, sir. How are you? Doing well, sir. uh, I wanted to make a comment. You were uh, talking about the Netherlands. Uh, I think it's of interest to note that the firearms are totally prohibited in the Netherlands, according to what I have read, and are getting much more restricted in Canada. So you're not going to have the problems you in in America probably right now or in the Netherlands that you would expect to have in America if you tried to implement some of that thing. But it's interesting, allowing sixty or seventy thousand military people to be discharged because they haven't taken the the uh, vaccines. Of course, people might conclude they're free thinkers thinking for themselves. Uh, you don't want those people in the military if you wanted to make some kind of takeover here, because I think you would be looking at having to bring the military into areas where there's uprisings and things. Right now in the military, you'd probably have mutinies among some of the National Guard people. But I think that's where we're going. People need to think about it. They need to think someone is trying to disarm Americans and make it so that they call, have to resort to the military. They're going to have a force that follows the command of the uh, high command, so to speak. And that's just what I'm afraid of. I think you've got a legitimate concern. And by the time it reaches that point, it's too late, isn't it? Well, here's the, here's the problem, Vince. I think if they have to call the military in, they're going to find out that the military's not going to leave. They'll probably the be the ones that call them in are going to be the ones that are arrested, and the general is going to be in the White House measuring for curtains. That's where I think we <laughs> probably end up a military dictatorship. Oh boy. 
God forbid. Um, but I understand your concern. You're not the first person who has expressed that view. Uh, very much appreciate your call, Ernest. I, you know, part of me is kind of, I hate to have these conversations. Uh, I, I don't want to, uh, things to be so dismal. And yet at the same time, we've got to face the reality of the attractiveness of this so-called progressive agenda. I mean, right now, I, was, I saw a story, the, uh, a link on Drudge, where one of the things that liberals are going to try to promote now is how they're the party of liberty. And I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. And, and they're going to base this on Roe versus Wade. Because all these polls have shown that people do not like that ruling. And they're going to try to portray the Republicans as the party that wants to take your rights away. And I honestly am concerned, yes, I'm being honest with you, that so many of the American people are so stupid, they are so ignorant. They might very well buy this argument. I'm just keeping it real here. We've got to come back to the foundations. I was debating when to go into this, but I'm actually going to share this today. We had a texter remind me of some content I was intending to get to last week. But when I talk about foundations, I'm talking about rebuilding our families. Yet again, I had a conversation. Oh, my gosh. I'm constantly meeting new people. And as I have conversations with people and learn about their journey, I, I continue to see a pattern. And the pattern indicates where we're losing it is with our families, especially in the black community. This is where we've lost it. If we don't repair that, you know, all of this talk about politics, this all really goes to seed. We've got to rebuild our, fl- our families. We're going to talk about that and get into a controversy that was stirred by a famous evangelist. One more item on the text line. Vince, I was born and raised in Charlotte. I love the city. I don't, however, love it enough to live there. I moved to Gaston County almost 20 years ago. And I'm glad I left. Feel no remorse any longer for the citizens. Republican, Democrat, Independent. If they keep voting in, these dumbasses, they get what they deserve. Wow. Yeah. I think, um, what can you possibly say to some of this stuff, folks? Coming up, we will get into this for Wellness Wednesday. A little, um, let's just say, a little medicine for us as we continue the broadcast on the other side. Stay with us. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.